0: Since last Thursday, when news broke about Ryan Tuberty receiving secret payments from RTE, there have been more questions than answers.
1: Why were RTE underwriting deals with a commercial partner in that respect? What other deals are in place? We've just got a new host of the late late as well. What were the negotiating scenarios there for the new host coming in
0: now, after bungling the communications message, Ortiz's board says it will issue a statement later today, setting out its understanding of what it calls the misstating of Tuberdy's earnings. Orti will also publish some parts of the auditor's review on the matter. Irish Times political reporter Jack Horgan jones explains the background to this unprecedented crisis at Montrose.
1: All hell broke loose on Thursday. I don't think anyone was imagining a story of this magnitude related to such significant sums of money and somebody who is so well known.
0: I'm Bernice Harrison, and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today, the Tubberdy payment scandal, and what happens next. Jack, uh, last Thursday, RTE released a statement in the middle of the afternoon concerning hidden payments made to its top earner, Ryan Tuberty. Can you talk us through how the story has unfolded since that statement? And why is it having such a big impact?
1: Well, the the rumours first began to emerge on on Thursday morning uh, that something was in the works out of Montrose. Um, and gradually, as the day went on, the whispering campaign indicated that it was something to do with with Ryan Tuberty. And um, ourselves and several other outlets published stories just detailing that there have been external investigation that an accountancy firm, Grant Thornton had been appointed to to undertake it and that effectively the the organization was uh, in crisis now talking to to staffers in RT on Thursday afternoon before the story broke. They were none the wiser as to what was coming down the tracks. Uh, they had their own theories, but certainly nothing of the magnitude that that came to pass when on Thursday they put out this bombshell statement, which detailed how uh, right Auy, the the most high profile and the the best paid uh, presenter at RT have been in receipt of a total of €345,000 in, in in secret payments, basically, um, funneled outside of the disclosed amounts that he was in receipt of. RTE says that during a routine audit of its 2022 accounts in March of this year, an issue was identified in relation to the transparency of certain payments. RTE All hell broke loose on Thursday. I don't think anyone was imagining a story of this magnitude related to such significant sums of money and somebody who is so well known and, you know, across the political system, the, me- the, the media world as well, people are really reeling from the news. I remember talking to one minister on Thursday afternoon who said that they had lost their, they thought they had lost their capacity to be shocked, but they were absolutely shocked by this. That then evolved into this series of statements across Thursday and Friday from, from the board, from the, uh, the former Chairperson of the board, Moya Daugherty, who disabout any knowledge of this, from eventually D. Forbes, the Director General, uh, who put out a statement on on Friday, from Ryan Tuberty himself, who put out one statement, a very poorly thought out, poorly judged, poorly worded statement, which didn't even go so far as to apologize. This is a matter for RTE and I have no involvement in RTE's internal accounting treatment, he said. I'm disappointed to be at the centre of this story, but unfortunately I can't shed any light on why RTE treated these payments in the way that they did, nor can I answer for their mistakes in this regard. Then put out a second statement where he did apologise. Across the weekend, more detail emerges about the exact modalities of these payments, how they were administered, the involvement of a UK company, the... The involvement and the, the extent and the power, I suppose, of Ryan Toberty's agent, who is also agent to many of the other stars, in RT, Noel Kelly was being discussed across the Saturday and Sunday papers as well. And then we come to Dee Forbes, the director general, who was due to step down from her position uh, and move on in the middle of next month, has preemptively done so and stepped away.
0: So Dee Forbes, director general, essentially the CEO. She tendered her resignation on Monday. What reason did she give in her statement for the extra payments to Ryan Tuberty?
1: So D Forbes released uh, a rather detailed statement on Monday morning, um, her resignation statement, but also containing a bit more information, certainly about her perspective on uh, the pay deal that was struck between Ryan Tuberty and RT. She made... Reference to a pre-existing contractual uh, payment, it gets quite complex. But basically, how um, you know the the seventy five thousand euro payments, which are at the centre of uh, of the controversy, were to be uh, provided for by a sponsor in an arrangement that was kind of backstopped by RTE, and that as uh, COVID kicked in, um, one of the governing terms of that sponsor based arrangement, which was that Ryan Tuberty would make appearances on behalf of them couldn't be fulfilled, the sponsor backed away and then actually, despite not having anticipated having to do so, uh, and despite not having budgeted for doing so, uh, had to step in and, and make the payments. I mean, it, were, were it only that it was the, that, that was the limit of the complexity here, um, and bear with me because there is rather a lot of complexity, but what she talks about is uh, basically payments of, you know, that's called them the COVID year payments 2020, 2021, 2022, what she disavows any knowledge of is uh, a set of payments that only emerged um, late in the Grant Thornton process, as I understand it, when they were kind of checking their P's and Q's and they said, is there anything else that we need to know about from 2017, 2018, 2019? And it, it emerged that there have been another significant set of payments about which we know very little and about which D, D Forbes says she knows very little. So that's an outstanding question. You know, Not only these uh, initial set of payments that were signed off under, under the terms of, of that contract that was negotiated in 2020, but the other payments that were made earlier on in the piece. She also seemed to be suggesting that while uh, she was certainly party to uh, an important part of the negotiations that underpinned this controversial deal, that she didn't act act alone. She's talking about how, you know, her and other senior executives in RT were negotiating with uh, Tuberty or with Team Tuberty on the terms of this new contract. If not quite spreading the blame, certainly making the point that this wasn't a solo run, which kind of speaks to one of the one of the core things uh, about this story is, you know, who who was involved and how widespread was the knowledge? Are there any other similar deals uh, hidden away for other people in in RTE? Uh, And to what extent is this a kind of the done thing or to what extent is it a bespoke deal uh, for Ryan Tuberty?
0: Now, can we just go back to Thursday? The bomb dropped middle of the afternoon RTÉ had since March to prepare for this crisis. But it seemed to me that they seemed woefully unprepared in terms of communication. So the first we heard was from the chair of the board, Shun Ní Now, what did she say? And were you impressed by her performance?
1: Well, that is the first that we heard from in person. But just to to throw back uh, to earlier in the day on Thursday, I mean, one of the very clear... Questions when something like this emerges is, have there been any consequences for any of the main people involved? That was one of the first questions we asked. And in the note to staff that went out at the same time as the press statement on Thursday, there was a reference to how Adrian Lynch was now acting, uh, or was now Deputy Director General. Now that begs the very obvious question, why has that been communicated to staff? And what has happened to the Director General? Which is the question that we went to RTÉ with. On Thursday, and they would not utter the name D Forbes. It was an absolute omerta. Um, now, uh, with respect to the various human resources uh, processes that are doubtlessly underway, there does have to be an element of, of discretion and privacy, but it shows a naivety to imagine that that is a line that they could hold, that they could just effectively maintain a silence on D Forbes. And that was a silence that was maintained on that 6-1 news appearance by Shundi Ratley when she was asked a question by David McCullough, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but she again said, we can't discuss individuals. The indication is that they're not thinking carefully, closely or strategically enough about this because had they known that, they would have known that that's not a, a maintainable or defensible position in the eye of unprecedented and total media pressure and scrutiny. I mean, they work within the media. They should know how these things work. And it was only the next day that they had to, you know, they had to abandon that position, admit that D Forbes had been suspended and do so in an on the record statement, which obviously begs the question about, you know, the fulsomeness of their compliance with their, not only their disclosure obligations under the law or to an Oireachtas committee, which obviously they have not been fully compliant with in recent years. Um, But more generally, you know, the spirit of transparency that they are supposedly adopting in the wake and in the eye of this storm, to what extent is that positioning and branding or to what extent is that a genuinely held commitment? And I think that's something that we should expect to see probed more totally and more thoroughly across the committee meetings of the Aroctis Media Committee on Wednesday and then at the very powerful Public Accounts Committee on Thursday of this week.
0: I'll continue my conversation with Jack Horgan-Jones after this short break. Now, the main player in this, of course, is Ryan Tuberty. He has made two statements. The first was defiant and I thought tone deaf, but and the second apologetic. Has he answered all the questions that he is in a position to answer?
1: I mean I think you're right that first statement was, was appalling and, and talking to various kind of senior people in communications functions um, you know PR people over the last few days they were, they were astounded I mean they were privately questioning you know how, how could a guy who has worked in the media since he was a zygote basically how could he put his name to something like this you know it was, it was defined it was chin out it was well look you know if RT have a, have a problem here and how they've presented their accounts that's their problem not mine Now, he gave a little bit of ground in his following statement, but I do think that there are questions outstanding. I think that, you know, it should be probed uh, exactly the the nature of the discussions between RTE and his team when they were negotiating that contract. Um, He sought to apologize basically for not correcting the public record when RTE were publishing inaccurate statements of his earnings. And again, it, it boggles the mind. I mean, he he doesn't claim ignorance on that front. He doesn't say he didn't see them, and it wouldn't be a credible position to claim that if he did,
0: because the total sum here is like a third of a million quid. You know, it's north of three hundred and fifty thousand euro. So I think most of us would notice if that was going through our accounts.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, if 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 twenty euro or less or more appears in our household accounts, we notice it every month. So he 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 would have he would have known that he was being paid more, and I think that he needs to to offer a more frank and and frankly honest explanation as to why he thought it was okay not to do that it's not just in retrospect i should have i think people and particularly his audience because he is somebody that people have a kind of personal relationship or the sense of a personal relationship and that's part of his brand is that he connects with viewers and and listeners i think you know he has a an obligation in some ways to to you know outline his thought process on that front and I think that if his brand is to ever recover from this, that will be part of it. But I think that's a big and very open question as to whether he can come back from this.
0: Now, the implications of this, of course, go beyond, you know, the picking apart of a commercial sponsorship deal. Uh, they go to the heart of Ortiz's pleas for increased funding. Now, that's a political issue. How is that playing out?
1: Well, within the coalition, uh, there is outright fury. Uh, to be frank, I, I'm very disappointed about what we've learned about um, payments at RTE, particularly the way those payments were made. Um, in response to that, the government has initiated a, a thorough review of the governance of RTE, and Mr. Martin will brief Cabinet. On. RTE, who have uh, been big with the begging bowl in recent years, both uh, D Forbes and White RTE, very forthright in asserting. The nature of RT's funding difficulties, and the idea that uh, they have conducted themselves in that way, meanwhile striking deals like this, the quantum of which is obviously significant to a person, but insignificant to an organisation, but massively politically significant when you look at the nature of the deal, the hidden nature of the payments, and the person who's involved. That's basically how it's being viewed within government and within the opposition. I mean, the the, the rage about this is 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 total and across the political system. If you take, for example, uh, the 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 chairman of the public accounts committee, Brian Stanley, the Sinn Féin TD, extremely forthright, uh, extremely aggressive in how he's described the accounting practices at RTE, and similarly, Neve Smith, the uh, Fianna Fáil chair of the media committee, clearly feels let down. I mean, you know, these are uh, these are committees that would have oversight and governance functions of of RTE and would have been, you know, in receipt of uh, materials that said that they're their pay was coming down by 15% um, or whatever the average figure was and and clearly it wasn't. So they they feel that the Oireachtas has been misled and sets back, I think, any uh, lobbying agenda that RT have put you know a huge amount of time and effort and money and energy into over the last few years. And the government has been explicit about this. They said that, look, we'll say, this is last year, they said, well, set up a technical group to look at the licence fee, which is effectively, you know, Let's figure out a way forward here. They've now said no, that's paused. and um, we're suspending it actually is the word that they use, which is harderware than paused. We're we're undertaking and appointing our own governance review. We'll get the terms of reference to that in a couple of weeks, but it'll be months before that reports. And then there'll be fallout from that. So this whole process of licensee reform, which is the essential part of the government RT relationship, has just been put into cold storage, I would say, for the time being. Meanwhile, The real financial problems, which the executive team and board of RTE were describing, they continue.
0: So you've talked there about political trust. What about public trust and RTE? Has that been damaged?
1: I mean, I think it's hard to say, but I suspect it has been deeply, yeah. Uh, And when you see people talking about an increase in non-compliance with the the licence fee, I mean, it's a very proximate way of of displaying how unhappy you are with the situation. Is just to effectively go on strike for for a period and, and refuse to to fund the national broadcaster if it's lost all of your uh, all of your faith. And, and and there there's a wider point as well, which is one that was made uh, by several commentators last week and and across the weekend, which including Hugh Lennon in our own paper, which is that you know we live in a, in an era of diminishing trust in institutions, including in the media, and you know journalists have to go out and and participate in that environment and you know that's that's the cost of admission and and you know that's part of our job but you know when there is such a visible self-inflicted wound it makes things harder for the entire sector and that's that's what i think one of the one of the things one of the reasons certainly the rte staff are very annoyed and i think that you know that will be one of the reasons that you know that question of wider trust and and the degree to which it has been impacted is is important as well in this whole conversation
0: Now, look, I've been struck over the last few days by the lack of support uh, by his colleagues for Ryan Tuberty, the lack of personal support. Like he's he seems as if he's now been, you know, cut adrift. Um, There is anger among the staff uh, because obviously they have like everybody else in the media have significant pay cuts over all the years and you know in these pay negotiations the 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 organization has to open up their books to the NUJ and so on so and we now know that payments were not correctly recorded so can you tell me a bit about the anger of the staff and RT that you're hearing
1: sure and and you're right it's not just that the um it's not just at the front line level, you know, the the the, the ordinary uh, journalist or uh, production worker at RT. It's it. I was talking to a well known name who said they've been in RT many decades and never seen a level of anger like this. And I think that that may ultimately be one of the things that RT struggles to to solve here, because you know, not only does a presenter and a programme work on its relationship with its uh, readers or listeners? It works on its relationship between the people who run it and their colleagues, and there's this suggestion as to whether anyone would actually work with Ryan Toberty on his return, Um, and that's something that I think his camp should be cognizant of as well in how they engage with the controversy going on, because I think there is probably an open question as to whether he will ever appear on RT again, and that is another... One of the many different iterations of this uh, scandal that I think will play out over the summer months, because they've said or T have indicated um, properly in, in, in the proper order of things that you know Ryan Tubby's uh, relationship with RT is ultimately a matter for the incoming uh, Director General Kevin Backers, who doesn't start until I think sometime in the middle of next month. But that'll be the first item. You know th- that will that will build into a kind of will they, won't they? Will they, won't they kind of uh, story? Will they bring him back on air? Will they keep him off air? Um, And that will play out, you know, in the public, in the media and in the kind of collective consciousness of those who populate Montrose as well.
0: Now, we're talking on Monday, just coming up to lunchtime, and I was listening to Claire Byrne this morning opening her programme. She opened it with a monologue um, and she, you know, she laid bare her salary. And so in order to be fully transparent with you here today, I want you to know that my RTE fee now is €280,000 and that fee was agreed for presenting this programme and that last contract was negotiated by Noel Kelly. I recently presented the television quiz show Ireland's Smartest and for that I was paid a separate fee of €25,000. And she also said, incidentally, that she had absolutely no side deals. There was no hidden payments. There was no secret payments coming her way. Now, does this, do you think, give any indication that after all this, there will be a new transparency in RTE when it comes to salaries? And even, actually, perhaps, an end to the supersized salaries that exist currently, for the certainly for the top 10 earners, which have always, uh, I think, been a puzzle anyway.
1: They have been a puzzle. And I, I think, you know... Uh the argument that was always offered back was you know this is what has to be paid to retain them but i mean if you talk to anyone in in irish media there is a an acknowledgement that the the competition effectively news talk today fm and 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 virgin media are not in a position and would not be in a position generally speaking to pay those kind of salaries by which those numbers are arrived at, I don't think has ever been clear, and I don't think has ever been logical to a lot of people on the outside looking in. You know, what is what is the formula that gives rise to these types of figures, uh, or is it just a function of your bargaining position and how uh, adroit your representative uh, is at exploiting that bargaining position, and the wider question of whether RTE is a is a good and can you negotiator as well.
0: So looking forward, on Wednesday, uh, we know that RTE executives, though we don't know which ones, will face the first of two Oireachtas committees investigating the scandal. They'll be appearing across at the Arts and Media Committee. And then on Thursday, there's going to be a much more serious, I think, committee, and that's the Public Accounts Committee. Do we know who from RTE will turn up with that? And what do we expect to hear?
1: So we have a sense I mean, I, I agree that certainly the Public Accounts Committee um, is seen as as the, the kind of big beast of Oireachtas committees because it has various powers and it overlooks the spending basically and you know he who pays the piper caused, caused the tune and, and the committee that has the largest um, say over uh, how someone is financially accountable is generally seen as, as the most powerful one but I wouldn't diminish the, the media committee either uh, they are the committee that RT has the close relationship they have the direct line reporting relationship through that committee and the minister to the wider to and to the government. So, you know, they will have many pertinent questions and they do have an oversight role of governance, whereas the, the financial function is more within pack. And a lot of the most humane questions here are to do with governance. So I, I, I would expect there to be bruising encounters of both, to be honest. Will that be the end of, uh, of committee hearings? I suspect not. I don't think the public and media interest in this particular controversy is going anywhere anytime soon. So I think that the committee system, the Oireachtas committee system, will keep having nibbles off this, I suspect, for as long as as there's a a dividend for them there. Um, Again, don't want to get into the weeds here, but we know what Grant Thornton discovered, but we don't know uh, what their independent review of the other 10 uh, top paid people in RT, what that might discover. They're also looking at the other... Ryan Toby payments the 2017 to 2019 payments and that's due to report in a couple of weeks and then there's this governance review government commission governance review of RTE that's another part of the puzzle and and who else knows what else may emerge in the coming period we are only five days into this scandal even though it feels like it like nothing else has happened for weeks
0: Jack Horgan Jones thank you very
1: much thanks
0: That's it for today. For rolling coverage of the Tuberty payment scandal and the crisis at RTE, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow.